Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and we are diligent in our studies, and I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. Certainly appreciative for this opportunity, as always, and certainly appreciate you guys for uh, waking up with me wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, to discuss uh, the prophets. Again, this season, we are talking about being diligent uh, with the prophets, and last time we were together, we spent some time in the book of Haggai. And we are going to continue uh, that discussion today as well. So just a quick recap. Last time we were together, we looked at Haggai chapter 1, verse number 2 to verse number 4 there. And we were just discussing how the prophet here was rebuking uh, God's people for their sin. They were doing life. They were enjoying life. And nothing is wrong with that. But when we're not doing what God has asked us to do or required of us to do first and foremost, uh, then we are certainly putting the house of God uh, on the back burner. And so in verse number two and verse to verse number four there, Haggai was rebuking them for their sin. But if you look at Haggai chapter one with me today, verse five to verse number seven, after the prophet asked them a very important question in verse four, he says, is it time for you, O O ye to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste. Verse 5, now therefore thus, now therefore thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Let's read the whole thing. Verse 6, ye have so much, and bring in little, ye eat, but ye have not enough. You drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe ye, but there is none more, and he that earneth wages earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Verse seven, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. In this small window here from verse five to verse number seven, Haggai is going to encourage them, it's probably a good way to put that, to consider their ways. In verse number five, again, consider your ways, more or less examine yourselves. My mind immediately runs over to 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, where Paul there talks about examining yourself. In James chapter 1 verse number 18, there of course a very familiar passage with the book of James. What James would do in his book is James will make a statement uh, and then James will further explain that statement. It's kind of a uh, here it is, here it is, kind of kind of going back and forth in the book of James. He says in James chapter 1, verse number, James 1, verse 22 there, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23, James says, For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Verse 25, James says, But whoso will looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, him being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, James says, This man will be blessed in his deeds. So again, in verse number 22, James says, Let's not just talk about it. Let's not just hear about it, that is, but let's put some action, let's put some legs behind what it is that we're saying. And then James gives this a great illustration of looking in the mirror, knowing you need to change, and then going back without the absence of changing. All of us 
before we leave the house and go to work, before we go worship, before we do anything, we look in the mirror and we make sure, got to make sure I have a beard, make sure nothing is in my beard, make sure I don't have anything coming out of my nose, make sure my, my face is okay, make sure the dust is out of my eyes, make sure my clothes are ironing and looking good. We do those things because we want to make sure we are ready before we present ourselves to the world. James says a man who will look into a mirror knows he needs to change and he refuses to change. James says that man can't be helped. Verse 25, James says, but whoso looketh, that word there in the Greek, parakupto, but whoso will stoop down into the perfect law of liberty. James says, but whoso will take a real investigative look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, James says, him being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. James says that man will be blessed. God cannot bless us. God won't bless you if you refuse to change once you see you are wrong. Haggai says, you have to consider your ways. And then Haggai further explains what it is he's talking about in verse six. You see, in verse number five to verse number seven here, Haggai is wanting them to reflect upon their sin. Allow your mind, allow your heart to prick you so you can change. He says in verse number six, you have sown much. Haggai says, man, you've done a lot. And yet you still bring in little. It's never enough. Haggai says you eat, but you have not enough. Imagine eating and, and, and always eating and never feeling satisfied. James says, imagine work up, uh, Haggai that is, Haggai says, imagine working so hard day and night and you don't have anything to show for it. You're bringing in little. And then James said, and then Haggai says, you drink and you are not filled with drink. Haggai says, you clothe you, but there is none warm. Imagine that scene. Imagine you are in Maine, Massachusetts, in the coldest part time of the year and you have all these clothes on and you keep putting clothes on and you're still not warm. James says, and he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Imagine, which I hope any of us don't do this, but imagine, you know, I guess a better illustration is, you know, I like to watch movies and I like to watch movies where you have these uh, individuals and they're trying to rob a bank and, and pretty much all those storylines are pretty much always the same. Imagine you have a person who studied the bank. They're, they're now trying to, trying to rob the bank and they have all this money going into the bag and there's a hole at the bottom of the bag. Jack, uh, Haggai says that's what it looks like. You are gaining and you're doing and you're harvesting on everything, yet you have nothing to show for it. That's often what we forget in terms of our relationship with God and in terms of sin. We don't like to reflect upon our sin because when we reflect upon our sin, it causes us, it forces us to reevaluate our lives. There's my sin. It's staring me in the face. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do anything about this. 
I don't I don't know if this is the right thing or what's going to be beneficial to me. I really don't know about that. Next thing you know, we have convinced ourselves that the thing, the very thing we need to change, it doesn't need to change. James, excuse me, Haggai, I keep saying James, but Haggai says that's like bringing in much and having little to show for it. It's like eating and it never being enough. It's like drinking, but your thirst is never satisfied. We often say, I'm trying to quench my thirst. But Haggai says, that will never happen. I'm cold. I need some clothes. And I'm putting clothes on. And I'm still not warm. I'm earning all this money, all these wages, only to put in a bag that has a hole at the bottom. Reflecting upon our sin is what we have to do. You know, there's this phrase in our Bible, and the phrase is, I have sinned. What, what's so interesting is that phrase is only mentioned by seven individuals in the Bible, but you would think, because so many individuals have sinned, you would think that phrase would just be running up and down the scriptures. But my friends, it's not. Only seven people in scripture said, I have sinned. In Joshua chapter seven, and verse number 20, Achan uttered those words, I have sinned. In Joshua chapter seven, and verse number 20, the Bible says, and Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. Verse 21, of Joshua 7, Achan said, When I saw among the spoils of goodly Babylonian garments and 200 shekels of silver and the wedge of the gold of 50 shekels of weight, then I coveted them and took them and brought them, and they are hid in the earth and the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Ultimately, even though Achan confessed his sin, Achan died. You read of Pharaoh in Exodus 10 and verse number 16. Pharaoh said, I have sinned. You read of Balaam in Numbers 27 and verse number 34. He said, I have sinned. You read of Saul in 1 Samuel 15, 24. And David, after the sin with Bathsheba and after the prophet Nathan came to him and told him, David, you're the man. You're the one that messed up. 2 Samuel 12, 13. Even Judas According to Matthew 27 and verse number four said, I have sinned. And then when you think about the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15, verse 17 to 21, he also said, I have sinned. Here he is in the pig's pen. All his friends are gone. The friends that were with him when he had money, those friends are nowhere to be found. Now he's in a pig's pen, a Jewish boy in a pig's pen. And now he's even thinking about eating the very thing the pigs are eating. Talk about a low condition, the lowest of lows. But that's what happens when we allow sin to dominate our lives. And once we reflect like the prodigal son did in Luke 15. How many servants, hired servants of my father have bread enough to eat and I perish with hunger? I will arise, I will go home and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Just make me 
as one of thy hired servants. And as a result of that, he got out of the pig's pen. And if you're listening to this today, and if you are in sin, reflect upon your sin and get out of the pig's pen of life and go back home. I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter if you go back home dirty, smelly, or stinky. The only thing that matters is that you go back home. And in verse 5 to verse number 7, here just three verses. Haggai is wanting them to reflect, to ponder, to think about the sin that is dominating your life. And I want you today listening to this to think about, to reflect, to ponder the sin that is dominating your life. What sin is so good that you want to hold on to it one more day you're not even promised? What sin is so good that you're willing to separate yourself from eternal damnation from God? You see, Haggai wanted these people to change because Haggai wanted these people to be saved. And in order for you to be saved, you have to be willing to change. And if there's one thing the Bible shows us, if there's one thing our world shows us, is that change is hard, but change is also necessary. And in order for us to be the people of God that God will have us to be, we need to change. And that begins when we reflect upon our sin. I appreciate you today listening in to this episode from Haggai chapter 1. Four, five to verse number seven. Now, this episode, as all lessons, is very personal and near and dear to me because I can think of friends and family members who are in sin. And we encourage them to reflect upon their sin, to realize where they are, their spiritual condition. We just want them to change. And I pray that today, that those of us who are faithful will encourage those to change. And those who have lost their way, Wondering whether or not they should come back home. God will have you back. God will certainly have you back into his kingdom. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life and we're diligent in our studies. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.